It's time again for the Politics and Peeves with Jeffrey B. Show. I'm your host, the man with more peeves than the Democratic National Committee after last Tuesday, but less than Senators Mitch McConnell, Ted Cruz, Devin Nunez, and the rest of the president's lapdogs, as well as his remaining staff. Today is January 9th, a Saturday. We were recording here. Uh, my first toast this year is Greg Hunts, a Toastmaster in the Noontime Toastmasters Club, has achieved the Competent Communicator Award, and has been a past president of the club. He is a burgeoning polymath, that's a fancy word, folks, for know-it-all, with interest in science, pseudoscience, and brazenly bizarre. Born in Southern California, he's a West Coast guy, even though he spent a decade in New Jersey. I'm sure they were over him before the 10 years was up. I mean, they already had Chris Christie. They didn't need any more hot air. He has worked in the computer industry for 40 years. His computing interests crossed just about every discipline in computing, IoT, security, AI, and even normal coding. After today's show, I would imagine like the rest of us who know him, you'll say normal coding is the only thing normal about him. Greg is an avid science fiction reader who constantly harps on the fact that he doesn't have a flying car yet. And he can't visit the moon because we should have had a base by now. This gives you any idea, folks, what you're about to hear. His major fault, actually there are many, many faults, is finding nearly everything going on around him amusing, even when it's bad. This sometimes disturbs those around him, which he also finds amusing. Secondarily, he is interested in enough aspects of the universe that he has an opinion on just nearly everything. His, meaning those stuck listening to him, only saving grace is the ability to say, gee, I don't know, let me research that a bit. Welcome to the show, Greg. Was that too harsh an intro? Oh, never mind. That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. It's great to be on your show. Oh, sure it is. And I don't think that was actually all that harsh. I think that was pretty close to accurate description of me. I am I am one of the odder people that you'll probably have on your show, and hopefully oh, I don't sure wreck that. it for everyone. Well, you know, I'm sure Someone people find to listen to you. Some people find it humorous, I'm sure. They'll start equating you with people they know in their lives, so it'll be just fine. Just fine. Start Excited right off. to be here. Oh, I appreciate you being here. I really do. We've been trying to put this together for a while, so uh, thank you. And starting here, the first guest of the, of the season, so season two. Uh, let's start off with a lowball question. Nothing harsh right off the bat. Uh, what are you into reading right now? Because I always find this interesting, <laughs> your topics. Well, I have quite a large, once I got into Kindle and in audio books, I have actually acquired quite a large group of books. I have about a hundred audio books now over a hundred Kindle books wow. and enough internet newsletters that I can't read them all in a week. So I end up having <laughs> to delete them before I actually get into them. Most wow. of the newsletters, some of the newsletters are on investing, which I'm very kind of interested in. It sort right. of hooked me a little bit. Yeah. Especially with the way the market is going, it completely ignoring the rest of the economy and the rest of us people. It's amazing. Normal folks. Yeah. It's amazing. 
but a lot of them, a lot of them, yeah, a lot of them are technology based and have to do with the future, things that are coming that are not quite here yet. And that is probably my biggest interest. Those are the ones I actually read during the week. And the other ones, if I, if I can get to them, I can get to them. If I can't, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So a couple of the ones that are my favorites of my audiobooks are by Yuval Noah Harari. One is called Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. And the second is Homo Deus, A Brief History of Tomorrow. And the first one really talks about where we came from. You know, wow. where were we 200,000 years ago? And then I've got a couple of other books that talk about why we're not all that different than we were 200,000 years ago. <laughs> and some of the events of the past couple of weeks prove, prove that, yeah. <laughs> that we're still really back in the hunter-gatherer, stab the mammoth and, and try to get some fresh meat days. Yeah. We have not, we've, what, what we've really changed, what those two books really have impressed on, on me is how unbelievably adept we are, adept we are at using and creating tools. So we have tools now that make us literally, you could say the masters of this planet. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a bad side effect to being a master of the planet. You can destroy it. You can destroy it pretty darn easily too now. But the, the, the real problem is we're still 200,000 year old Homo erectus with much better tool, which much better and more dangerous tools. So beyond that, I have uh, the latest book that I just finished is called "We the People Are the Problem: How America Betrayed How Americans Betrayed America." <laughs> I remember you talking about that a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I've read the book, and there was very little that I disagreed with with him. This Peter Magistrale wrote that book and it is actually a very interesting book i think the best part about it is to if you find yourself in any of the places where he says these americans have betrayed america Mm. you might want to think about backing yourself out coming back to reality i've got the moral animal why we are the way we are the new science of evolutionary psychology then i start moving into ai so i've got the augmented mind and that's really where I kind of see AI going. And we'll talk about that in the next section. Life 3.0, the AI superpowers, and this is the scary one, AI superpowers, China, Silicon Valley, and the New World Order by Kai-Fu Lee. And it does not paint a particularly great picture of where the United States is headed right now. It does have parts where it says, we can change this. We have proven it in the past. We can move forward and become a, a, a future superpower. Okay. We're, we're trying to leave. It seems to me that we're trying to leave a bit of our superpower behind in the world, which is a mistake, I think. But mm. yeah, we'll get to that. Then I've got things about the economy, when money dies, the nightmare of deficit spending, devaluation, and hyperinflation in Weimar, Germany, back after World War I. Mm-hmm. The lights in the tunnel, automation, accelerating technology, and the economy of the future. The financial crisis in the free market. I've got some about sociology and psychology. Enlightenment Now, The Case for Reason, Science, Humanism, and Progress by Steven Pinkerton. And the intelligence trap, this is the one I have to be careful with. The intelligence trap, why smart people make dumb mistakes by David Robson. 
Then I've got things about what we should be worried about. It's the, and that is actually the title of the book. What should we be worried about? Real Scenarios That Keep Scientists Up at Night by John Brockman. And I can go on and on. I have, yeah. like I said, over 100 books. They range from computers to just straight technology, the economy, sociology, psychology, and just human beings, what, what we are and why we do things the way we do. Is people interested out how, what meds you're supposed to be on? Or do you actually see a psych- psychiatrist to help you with that? Um, I have actually consulted with the therapists in the past. And thus far, they have all said, I absolutely don't see anything wrong with you, Greg. Why are you here? You're going to the wrong ones, pal. You're definitely <laughs> going to the wrong ones. I can set you up with a couple I personally know. All right. <clears throat> and, uh, I can do everybody at work a favor and, and oh, should I, anymore. Yeah. should I tell, should I tell this one book that I have that, that actually piqued my interest because I, I, I was curious really as to whether I fit into this category. Well, you so, know, if it's the one I think you're, you're, you're bringing up, uh, you can go ahead and bring it up. Uh, I don't know what the listeners are going to no, think no. of initially, but no, no, this is uh, but you better describe it if you're going to bring it up. <laughs> this is the simple one. It's called assholes. A oh, theory. Okay by Aaron James. And I bought it specifically to see if I fit the mold. And thank goodness, um, I mostly don't. Yeah, I mostly do. So I'm sure I haven't read the book, but I'm sure I fit the mold on a lot of that. That's a Kindle. I'll loan it to you. (laughs) Thanks so much. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of AI, as you mentioned earlier, uh, I want to ask, you know, is it going to be good for the world? What's what's going to happen? You deal with AI and, and computers a lot, and and you mentioned just a little bit earlier in one of the books. Uh, let's let's touch on that one a little bit and and get your opinion and your assessment of of what's going on and where it's headed. Well, I have only I've take dabbled in AI just a little bit from the standpoint of kind trying to understand how the new version of AI works. I remember a, an original AI program uh, out of MIT. It was called Eliza, and it pretended to be a psychologist. And students would talk to it, and basically it would just parrot back to them kind of what they said. So you would say, I'm feeling blue, and it'd say, tell me about feeling blue. Well, I've got this problem with you know my girlfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. and it says, tell me about your girlfriend. And it would basically just parrot back to you. Mm-hmm. And what the writer of this piece of software found was that some of the students actually wouldn't let him turn it off. They, they got caught up in its responses and in helping them to, to work through problems so much that they started believing it was a real person, a real human being. If I can interject something. That was the. I was a psychologist in college. And. One of the things I learned, and something I still believe to this day, is that we have our own answers internally. You just need someone to ask the right questions. I would agree with you. And that's actually what most of the therapists that I've ever talked to, and and it's only one or two, Mm -hmm. uh, they they all say basically the same thing. They they ask you, what what do you think, Greg? Right. And I tell them about the problem and they go, well, what do you think the solution is? And it's like, I can have a program do that for me if I really wanted to. I don't have to right. And I don't have to pay the program 150 bucks an hour to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm in business. But then I have other psychologists, psychiatrists that I work with all the time. They're my friends. 
that mm-hmm. I pick up over time and I start discussing with them things that, oh, I probably shouldn't. But then they, they look at me and go, what do you think, Greg? So I've got the same thing. Human program, it doesn't make any difference. Really. doesn't make much difference. So where are we headed with it? Well, it's a really interesting question. And I have read sort of the, the extremes all the way to the middle. The extreme is we're all doomed. That the robots are going to take over. It's going to be like Terminator and we're all going to die. I see that as probably like no better than a two or three percent chance. The other side is everything is going to be a panacea and we will move into the holding hands and singing kumbaya kumbaya, while all of the robots do all of our work for us and they just provide everything for us. No, I don't. Please don't. I don't don't give that a whole lot of credence either. The middle ground is. We're all in the business of optimizing our actions and optimizing our our work and our mm-hmm. ability. There are aspects of what humans do today that robots and and automation and AI are just better at. They once they learn how to do it, they are faster, they're more efficient, and they do not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And they can work twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and people cannot. So those jobs are going to, over the next, uh, say, 50 years or so, and that's a long time. I don't think I'll be here in 50 years. But over the next 50 years, those jobs are going to go away. Mm -hmm. And they're not just the simple little jobs you would think. It's not like street sweeper or garbage can, you know, janitor, maintenance, things like that. It's jobs like lawyers is a good example. Hmm. Lawyers don't actually spend a lot of time in court arguing points they spend a lot of time researching law Mm -hmm. to see if there's precedent to get either get their their client out or get their client into something Mm -hmm. well watson can read every single piece of law in this country and know every single one of them for every single state there isn't a human attorney on the planet that can do that that i know of Mm -hmm. Watson is the same thing. Watson, IBM Watson can do the same kind of thing for doctors. So some of the specialists, radiologists is the one that I was reading about. Mm -hmm. They did a study where they took mammograms and they fed them through a computer and they gave them to people. And it was something like the computer was 90%, over 90% effective at seeing uh, cancers and tumors in breast tissue where the humans were only about 70% accurate. So I see a lot of those, a lot of those jobs potentially going away, but at least in the interim, in the beginning, what it is, is we'll be augmented. AI will augment us Mm -hmm. to do better jobs and better performance than we could do all by ourselves. And we're all kind of going to have to get used to that. I don't, Right now, I don't have anything that in where I work that does something like that, mm-hmm. and and but I can see it coming. I can see where automation and having systems learn the things that I do on a routine basis, so that mm-hmm. I don't have to do them, and only alert me when I would have alerted myself, as allowing me to do other more important things for the organization I work for. Hmm. Interesting. Right now, I'm in cybersecurity, so the number of alerts that come in, we have a, a tool called a called a SIM. It's a uh, incident and event 
management system. Mm -hmm. It generates <clears throat> 500 alarms an hour. Jesus. I, I can't, I see them. And a lot of them, you look at it and you go, okay, I know what that is. It's not a problem. It, it's not critical. And I get rid of it. Right. But 500 alarms an hour, it sees them. I would never see them. Yeah. yeah. So it, at least it's catching them and giving me the opportunity to, to think about whether something needs to be done, but I can't, I can't do 500. Right. I can't handle 500 alarms in a, in a day, depending on how long each one of them takes. So is AI going to take over? I don't think that's going to happen for, yeah. for quite a long time. I think really the first step We've now gotten them to the point where we're using neural networks. We're starting to try and mimic the brain as opposed to just writing hard code to, to do it. Mm -hmm. And it learns fast. All of our recognition, our facial recognition systems, that's the scary part of AI. Mm -hmm. But what's scary about it is how we humans can use it, not the fact that it is better than we are at, at detecting faces and mm -hmm. figuring out who they belong to. So I'm going to touch on that real quick here. Uh, I'm going to interrupt you. Sorry. Um, oh, go when, ahead. You, when you talk about uh, uh, facial recognition, that, that's a, a hot topic around the world. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I personally look at it from, you know, one of my agency days as a huge, or as someone we both know would say, hugely big, hugely. you know, a tool uh, to help, find the people we're looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, but others are going, oh, no, no, no. That's an invasion of privacy. So how do we balance that? And, and to me, I kind of see a little bit of the, 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 the uh, invasion of privacy, but finding the people, the bad people, you know, my agency look for, outweighs that. I would much rather find the guy that we think is going to uh, blow up a building or a plane or, or whatever the hell it is <clears throat> over invasion of your privacy because we saw your face and we checked into you because you look similar or what have you. Mm -hmm. Understand what I'm saying? No. I'm not yes. eloquent at this. So. I, I personally don't have a problem with facial recognition, uh, but that's because I have never contemplated doing something so illegal that I thought it would matter. Right. I don't want to overthrow any countries and I don't want to make any bombs. And I, right. I mean, uh, that's, that's not my, in my nature. My nature right. is to, is to do what Annoy I'm people. told. Oh, I mean, sorry. Yeah, no. Well, no, my, my nature is just to do what I'm told. I mean, I learned that from my parents. Yeah. They, they were good about saying, Greg, when authority tells you to do something, you should do it. When you right. get a job, your boss is going to tell you to do stuff. You might not want to do it, but you should do it anyway. Right. What I've learned in my time as not being a manager and being a manager is I'm always open to saying, hey, boss, that's a dumb idea. And here's why. Mm -hmm. do, do you still want me to do it? And then I expect a rational response, something like, well, maybe I need to think about it. Or, you know, I understand what you're saying, Greg, but it's still this still needs to be done. So I need you to do it anyway, even though right. it, it seems to you that it's dumb. Right. 
I was a manager and I had to say the same kind of things to the people that reported to me. Facial recognition, I think if you use it to try and keep people in control, it's wrong. If you use it to try and find bad people, and I use that in quotes because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what – it depends on your definition of bad as to whether exactly. you're exactly. trying to control the entire population or whether you're just trying to keep the, the malcontents and miscreants uh, in line. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I don't have a problem with it. I've, I've actually thought of making a mask since we're in the pandemic of making a mask with my face, mm-hmm. but making my face, there are ways to make your face unrecognizable to facial recognition systems. And I can do it by doing stuff like this yeah, for right. my mask. It, it's going to have a hard time seeing me like this. Yeah. Well, I know the audience, the listeners can't see what you're doing. I can (laughs) only see that. And, and trust me, folks, when I say you'll be glad that you didn't get to see what I just saw. (laughs) It's pretty hideous. It's pretty hideous. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I I do this program. I'm not on YouTube because of this. So (laughs) there's no, no, no. I understand. So facial, yeah. Facial recognition. It has its, it has its place. uh, We've been using people to do it. So having computers do it, there's no difference, really. Yeah, it's just and I think probably more accurate. What might be what might be positive is to have it watch for people who are doing things. You know how we kind of walk down the street and see somebody and say, "Well, that's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. That that person needs help from you know doctors. Professionals, yeah, there's the professionals. There's something wrong with that person. Well, if we had that kind of facial recognition, and instead of sending the police to do it, mm-hmm. we sent people who are specifically set up or, or, or educated in how to handle people who are not quite on an even keel. Mm. I, that's a, I see that as a great use of facial recognition or just body motion and, and action mm. recognition. Yeah. Well, and that there. shouldn't be hard to do because we do that now, my agency in particular, you know, we were taught what to look for, how to, how yep. to read, you know, and for me, it's, this is gonna I'm patting myself on the back. It was easy for me because I've been reading people for decades. Mm-hmm. Just naturally reading people. Uh and, and I have he, an innate ability of it. And and I'm lucky in that sense. Uh, that I I'm pretty good at reading a room. Every now and again, yeah, well, you know. One slips by. Mm, yeah. Well, uh, like like somebody on the podcast? I, I yeah, you know, I'm probably gonna regret this, but uh. <laughs> So uh, AI is not going to take over, but AI is going to become increasingly a part of our lives mm-hmm. and the, we're not going to be able to, we're really not going to be able to get away from it. Right. And a I lot mean, of the several here in my house and on the, on the, on the good side, a lot of the menial jobs that we have had people doing that they don't actually really want to do, uh, they won't have to anymore. We'll have to find, that's the biggest part of AI is how, what do we, what do we, how do we find things for humans to do when there isn't the, the same kind and amount of work to do anymore. Right. What do we do? That is going to cause some serious social dislocations. Yep. I agree. I, you know, and that's one of the things I've, I've also thought I was like, okay, you already see that they've made a couple of machines that are good at flipping burgers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So granted, it's not ready to take over and do the, that job yet, but it's there. It's already, or I should say here. Yeah. And what's going to happen to these people? Yes, it's going to be great for the, the 
McDonald's owners or whatever, uh, that's great and dandy for them. But you're now going to have a, a workforce mostly out of school or high school working mm-hmm. kids. What are they going to do? Yeah, not as highly educated and not in research and development kind of fields. Right. And what are they going to do? That's a that's a good question. Yeah. I've heard yeah, all it, kinds of it's, ideas. It's, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are. Uh, I, to be honest, right now, I'm drawing a blank um, because one of the problems I think we have in this country, uh, uh, and I, I love our country, I, I will defend it to the teeth, and we'll get into that a little bit later, mm-hmm. um, is the fact that our education system, um, I think, is broken. Mm-hmm. Um I want to say back in the day when I was a kid, uh, but it's kind of true too. Um, things were better. There, there were less kids in the classroom. There was more time from the teacher. You can't mm-hmm. get that now. I'm not, I'm not dishing teachers whatsoever. Uh, my niece is a teacher. My, my brother's a retired teacher. Um, it's a job that I would not do nowadays because I'd be too willing to bitch sap somebody. Yeah. You know, um, but when we get into college, how many, what's the percentage of people that actually can afford to go to college? It's, it's much smaller now. And, and once yeah. they do, they're in so much debt, they cannot become a part of society. They yeah. can't buy a new car. They can't buy a house. They can't, they can't go out and buy the latest and greatest because they're spending all their money to, on somebody else's retirement. Yeah, it's some just, rich it's, person's it, retirement. It, it's horrible. It, it's, I mean, I, I, when it comes to, uh, you know, the, 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 for the last few years, uh, floating the idea of, of free college and forgiving debts for all those that, that have spent all this money on, on, on schooling. I get the reason behind it. But at the same time, <laughs> being the moderate I am, well, how's that fair to all those people? In the last several decades, they've paid all this money. Yeah. They don't get a break. It's, it's already paid. It's done. Everybody yeah. else gets, quote unquote, free. And I use that, you know, bunny years in the air, free education. Well, and, and when I went to college, my, my I went to a junior college first. My mm-hmm. college was $256 a semester, mm-hmm. uh, $512 a year. Mm-hmm. It's not $512 a year anymore, and no. yet our incomes haven't gone up significantly. Well, they have. I think it was like the 80s, somewhere after the 80s where mm-hmm. it started to plateau. But mm-hmm. I, I just can't see getting $50,000 worth of school debt and higher and being able to make your way through life anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I, I personally wouldn't forgive it because I think it is a debt that you've taken on. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe it just popped into my head. Maybe what you do is you have the federal government take it over, like they've taken over a bunch of other things, and there's no interest. Mm-hmm. It's a zero-interest loan. You just you pay, it, you pay it off. Right. I mean, you have, to, you have to pay it off. If it's too exorbitant, maybe you do some kind of thing like credit card companies do and banks when you're in financial straits. They cut... 10% of it off. They get rid of 20% of it. Mm. Those are a couple of, those are a couple of things. And I know that there are a lot of people that hold 
that that work for companies that hold that debt that would say, but Greg, what about my retirement? And I go, right. well, I, yeah, think it, I you, don't think people would, realize you, It'd be that. good if you found something more productive than yeah, just people sucking don't money from how it's all connected. I don't, I think people yeah. say, uh, forgive the debts and it's done. No, it's but not. But it's not. <laughs> You're same, affecting a lot of people on the backside of that. Yeah, it's the same thing right now with with as many people being out of work as there are and they can't pay their rent. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, tell the just tell the owners not to yeah. not to evict them. Yeah. Well, but the owners are going to get evicted. Yeah. The banks are going to come in at some point and say, you haven't paid for this property that you're renting out for the last six months. So we're taking it from you. Right. And if they don't, then the, they say, well, the banks can hang on to it. Well, what about the banks? Uh, eventually they have they have to make money they have they have stockholders they you know it's it's just a a, yeah it's huge it's a big huge chain and if you break a link anywhere along you 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 break the whole system kind of well it it, it, i i know that uh, i'm sounding like the president a lot of people have said uh, you know uh that big corporations can, can afford it well yes they can they can afford to lose a chunk because you know what's it to them? But they they can they they make that kind of money. But at the same time, it goes back to uh, Greg has stock in an IBM. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, yeah. and IBM forgives all this debt. Let's say they have they get told they don't have any debt, you know, and boom, their IBM just lost you know a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Well. Greg's stock just went. That's part of Greg's mm-hmm. retirement. Yeah, and well, Greg and, had nothing to do with anybody getting losing their jobs. Well, and and IBM is going to take another step too. Not only are they going to, so they'll stop giving me a dividend, and the stock price will go down. So mm-hmm. I'll get, I'll be hurt. They're also going to say, hey, you know, we don't have enough money to pay five percent of our workforce. workforce. We're going to lay them off. Yep. Then that five percent can't. And it just, it, yeah, it, it just, it's a perpetual virtual it's, vicious it's circle. Not, it's not as simple as just saying, ah, just, right. just don't pay it. Just forgive it. Yeah, yeah. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. Uh, on that note, let's segue into um, what you call, which I happen to love the uh, last four year experiment. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I would term uh, this last presidential administration. Uh, he, uh, it's sort of my belief that there's a large contingent of the country that feels it has been left behind. And, mm-hmm. and I'm a prime example of someone who's left them behind. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, in a, this nice log cabin on 10 acres up in the center outside, you know, Vancouver and, and downtown Portland, beautiful views. I'll have to send you a picture of the sunrise I saw this morning. It was absolutely fabulous. There are a lot of people that don't have that. Mm-hmm. And I can work from home during the pandemic. There are a lot of people that don't have that. And their retirement, yeah. they they either don't have one or the national standard is they have something like $76,000 or $80,000 in retirement. The, mm-hmm. the, the average might not be the median, but it's like the average. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's nothing. That's yeah. absolutely nothing. It sounds like a lot, but it, it isn't. It isn't. So they, what happened was Mr. Trump appealed 
to their sense of outrage, their sense of being left behind. Mm -hmm. And he promised that he would fix it. Mm -hmm. Now, I pretty much, if anybody tells me that I'm the only one that can save you, I automatically disbelieve them. Mm -hmm. I automatically put them in the category of you are a whack job and you need to go away. Mm -hmm. There were enough people in the United States that felt that he could save them, that he could fix things, mm -hmm. that he could keep us from outsourcing to other our, our manufacturing jobs to other countries, that he would bring them back, that he'd bring coal back. All these promises. And it just turned out that that was, I don't know, something like, I, I think I figured it's something like a quarter, not quite a quarter of the population. And then there's the other quarter of the population that said, he's nuts, I'm not going to... Uh, why would we vote for him? Why would anybody vote for him? But they didn't come out and vote. Right. They said, oh, there's I, no way he can now. win. There's no way he can win. So it's, so my vote doesn't really matter. Well, right. guess what? Yeah. We've had four years of finding out that it actually does matter. Right. So in this last election, what do we have? Something like 72 million people voted for him and 74 million voted for Biden. That's roughly that's not quite a half of the country. Mm -hmm. like, it's like a little less than two quarters. The experiment has been, how do we, how do we pull ourselves out of everything we've done for the, in, on, in the world for the, since World War II? How do we extract ourselves from everything? How do we stop being the policemen of the, of the planet I, I'm going to interrupt you because I, I had to look it up because <clears throat> as you brought it up, it was uh, the vote was 81 million two for Biden to 74.2 for million for Donald. Yeah. yeah. And se 70, 74 million, 72 million, somewhere around there. That's about it's a little less than 25 percent of the population as a whole, not of the voting population. Right. Yeah, it, it, <sighs> it, 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 that, that was that's that's another topic right there. Um, a quarter. Here's the thing: is a quarter of a quarter of the population voted for Trump again. Mm -hmm. So the four-year experiment, I I hesitate to call it a complete failure, but I will tell you that it has done absolutely no favors to the United States, and it has done no favors to the people who thought that the Savior would save them. Yeah, but you can't Pulling convince out of, a lot of them. I, I, yeah, I, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I mean, you just, and, and I make, a, I make up when I make a personal habit of not trying to convince anybody. Right. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. And we're going to get to it in the next couple of topics, but there are, there's, there are some that just, no, he can do no wrong. And, and I don't know when, when he first got elected, I agree. Uh, people didn't get out that, that didn't want him and did not vote. Mm -hmm. Stupid, stupid, stupid. It is it is the fault of, of the non-voters. Yeah. Um and and those who want to complain about it that didn't vote don't have to watch get a my complaint because there's something I want to say. I'm, I'm getting in my soapbox here. It's it's you can you can just kiss my lily white ass. Yeah. They um, don't get to complain. You don't get to complain. Um I have dear friends that, and my listeners know that my regular listeners know that, that, that I have friends on both sides of the aisle and some on, on, I mean, far right, far left. And on when it comes to far right, this man can do nothing wrong. Um, 
he promised a lot of things. He was going to clear out the swamp. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he was going, he wasn't a politician. That's why he was, he was a businessman. That's why he could do so much good for this country. Well, he is a businessman and he did a lot of good for his business and his mm-hmm. family's businesses and his friends, which I guess they're not, they weren't originally in the swamp, DC swamp. So when they brought him into DC, that's different than getting rid of the no, swamp. He, I don't know how that works. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't actually get rid of it. He just modified it a little bit. It's yeah. still a swamp. Yeah, it's it's and and it's not just him and his cronies. DC's had that swamp for decades. Oh, it's sure. murkier and thicker, and 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 I don't blame just Trump and his followers and his cronies or the Republican Party. I I it's all of them. It's, yeah. it's, it runs the gamut of party. Um, in fact, I was talking to, uh, who was I talking to the other day? It wasn't you. Somebody brought up and I said, that I'm actually, now I've been a registered Democrat my entire life. I mean, my uh-huh. parents were Democrats, so I registered Democrat. That's just the way it is. Um, I have voted for Republicans and Democrats my entire voting life. Uh, I vote for the person, not the party. I don't uh-huh. believe in vote the party line. Bullsh- sorry. Bullcrap. Um, mm-hmm. not going to do it. Uh, I am now considering since I'm so disappointed, um, with the, the democratic party and we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. Uh, the reason why, uh, I'm actually considering changing my registration to independent. I'll still mm-hmm. vote for Democrat and Republicans, but I, it's the only way I can show, uh, my displeasure mm-hmm. for, for the party that I've supported most of my life. Yeah. Because I, I hold them in contempt, just like the Republicans in D.C., and nothing getting done. Uh, you and I have talked. I, I'm a firm believer in the one bill, one vote. Yep. Simple. I, I agree you with know, you. Don't add on all this crap to your, you know, you know, trying to suck up to your state or your county or your city or whatever the district you're in to get votes again when you want to re-elect, whenever you run, which brings on term limits. Yep. Term limits is going to solve some of this. Not all of it, by any means. It's going to solve some of it. You want to solve these problems, you have the same insurance that I get. Mm-hmm. You get the same retirement I get. You don't get a lifetime. You, you serve your, your two-year term, and you, the rest of your life, you're set. You yeah. go on the Senate, you serve it for and you're, you get that for the rest of your life. Stop now. Yeah. And I, I don't mean, okay, everybody's got it already, can keep it. No. Cut it now for everybody. Yeah. The idea of people running for political office to serve their townships and cities and states and counties and the government itself, federal government itself, was your time. You did this to for the betterment. You didn't do it to get paid. It was Initially, a civic they weren't getting duty. paid. It, it was, was your a civic, civic duty. duty. And now it's to get the payday. Mm-hmm. Not only the payday of of your salary, but the payday of power and the payday of that continues on after. Your term is over. Uh, and, and I'm on my soapbox again. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, yeah. And I don't, dis- I don't disagree with you. I, yeah. I agree with you. And in the last four years, I, I, I don't, of course, I have my Republican friends that will disagree with me wholeheartedly that I don't think he's done much for the country. Um, I think we are a laughing stock in the, in the world community on many fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see it in Putin every time you see him. Exactly. He's got a big, huge smile on his face. He's 
Yep. Now people say, oh, Biden taking over. China's going to dance. Now they're going to take over. Uh, one of my nieces is one of those. And I'm like, you're kidding me, right? We survived Russia not taking over. The only, the big difference is China does own a lot of stuff in the United States, you know, and that is a problem. But is, is Joe Biden in the, the, the pockets of the Chinese? No, I don't see it. I don't think is so. Is it possible? Of course it is. Um, and, and people are freaking out over this election. I'm going in four years, you do it again. Yeah. Uh, that's my, like the that's last my four big years, thing. He's gone. Well, and, and I don't know if you've heard some of the stuff that Cruz has said, where he says, you know, they're going to, when he, if he gets into office, they're going to take away all your freedoms. Mm-hmm. That is absolute crap. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't done it for 250 years. Yeah. They're not going to do it in the next four yeah. any more than the previous four. Well, may, maybe a little bit more because now you have, the Democrats have it across the board. They have they have the power across the board, which I, to be honest with you, Greg, bothers me. I would not have been bothered had Republicans kept the Senate because there would have been a little balance of power there, a little bit. Wait, wait until the next midterm and maybe yeah. the House will flip. And yeah, you never know. Uh, and, and that's why I tell people, you're freaking out now. Why? Why? Now's not the time. Nothing's well, been done. Nothing's happened. It's not the time. You know? Yeah, and and I can guarantee you nothing's going to happen. I mean, what's our biggest concern in the United States right now? It should be the pandemic. Right. It should be that should be the number one focus. Gun control? No. I mean, maybe maybe somebody wants to worry about that, but that's yeah. not right now. Right now, it's the pandemic and right. four, over four thousand people a day dying in this country. Yeah. And then bringing the, the, the financials back from this country where, where, I mean, all the unemployment, oh, you know, that's, that's trying to get two. everybody back, back to employment. And, and that's number, that's number one and a half, two. Yeah. yeah. There are a bunch of things that are way more important than any, anything else that, that you could be worried about in terms of them removing your freedoms. Right. That's not, you know, and, and as a thing, somebody was asking me before the election, they said, well, what are you going to, I mean, what are you going to do if Trump wins? And I said, I'm going to go, Hmm, that was, that's unfortunate. And then I'm going to go to work on Monday. Yeah. 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 And and, and, (laughs) I'm not going to go protest. I'm not going to go storm the Capitol. I'm not going to do stupid stuff. I'm going to do the exact same thing I did before the election. election. Yeah. Yeah, and when Trump won, what did I do? When Trump won the first time, I said, huh, that's interesting. That's my amusing part where I look at it and I go, huh, that's, it'll be interesting to see how this all goes. Yeah. Did you see what he did this time? Yeah, I did. That's, that's amusing. Yeah. I yeah. know that amusing. So, and I think I've told you this before. My, I, I, I'm a registered libertarian. Am I a libertarian? I'm pretty sure that the libertarians would say no. <laughs> If anything, what I really am is a policyist. Okay, show me your policy, show me what you want to do, and I'll tell you whether I'll vote for you or not. Right. Because if your policy is stupid, I'm not going to vote for you. Right. If your policy is rational and reasonable, then I most probably will. Right. And I like your idea of one one idea, one law, one vote, one thing, one vote. Yeah, because people complain in the past, and I'm I'm like the president. All the pork that they put in. Oh yeah, it's. Ridiculous, and and then when you go back and say you'll hear you'll hear um, uh, newscasters, and, and I'm not just saying Fox or it, I mean across the board, 
uh, newspapers, uh, pundits. Well, uh, uh, Greg, Senator Greg, didn't vote for this thing that was going to help his district. Well, then you dig into it. Well, that's because Senator Greg didn't want to say okay to 47 other things that weren't going to help his district. That not only didn't help, actually hurt his district. Right. You know, that's cost, what he voted or, against. It. Yeah. So he voted to get, yes, he voted it down, but not because it was that one thing. It was because of the 46 other things that were attached to it. So now yeah. you get to know how Greg votes. Yeah. Because it's one, one, wrong, one, one vote. One vote. Does yep. it take longer? Will Congress be in session longer? Yep. Oops, oh, bummer, for, the, bummer for them. Bummer for them. 170,000 a year to start. <laughs> yeah, I think that they can put in more damn time. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they need the kind of vacations that they get. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, my, uh, the, when we talked about the last four years experiment, it has been an it has been an interesting experiment, amusing in some in some respects. And I guess what I hope comes out of this is that people think about it mm. and use rationality and intelligence to decide whether it was a good experiment or a bad experiment, whether we should try to make sure it never happens again or think, oh, my God, this is uh, this is awesome. We should do it again. And I would mm. try to dissuade them from that. Right. Well, this is going to segue into the next thing because because we're 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 broaching and touching on this topic anyway, <laughs> as it as it was was what is being called the insurrection um, that happened on Wednesday, uh, where and I I don't like using this term because I don't believe it. Um, Self proclaimed patriots, and I'm using rabbit ears again, uh, mm-hmm. stormed the Capitol. Um, there is nothing patriotic about that. Uh, I, I'm a f- former army infantry. Uh, I served the government with the agency. Uh, no, you can't use patriots for that. Yeah. You are upset about what happened. I get that. No one likes to lose and, and half the country lost. Yeah. I mean, in reality, half the country lost. Okay. Suck it up, Buttercup. Does that sound familiar from four years ago? Suck it up, Buttercup, and let's go. You you didn't get it this time. But the man at the top incited this riot. Yeah. He incited this insurrection. Mm -hmm. He he stirred them up like he has stirred them up for six years, two years prior to his his running or, or getting the presidency, and four years since, because that's where his base is, and he knows it. Uh, and all he's concerned with is keeping the power. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't give a rat's patootie about the individual people. Mm-hmm. No, uh, from what I understand, and, and I have to say this, I have to preface this with, I, I don't know for a fact this is what he said and did, but he um, supposedly um, told the crowd that he was going to be with them going down the street, and then they all started to take off. He jumped in his limo and he took off. No, that's exactly what happened. You know, so they've got video of him saying, "We're going to march with you. We'll be right with you, right with you." And of course, from the White House. You know, yeah. I'm not even sure he was there. Um, yeah. Probably on one of his golf courses. Uh, it's it 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 made me extremely sad or saddened to see this happen. I was. 
I, I, I'm having a time finding the right words um, to explain my disappointment mm-hmm. in my fellow Americans. Um, some of them, you know, when it comes to the KKK and the Proud Boys, I, they're a bunch of idiots, in my opinion. Um, I don't believe what they believe. Um, they would just as soon see me dead. So, you know, screw them, don't care. You know, I, I don't follow their ideologies. Um, and, and to see what happened was disheartening, I mm-hmm. think is, is, is a good word. And then when I talked to my Republican friends about it, who, um, try and explain it and explain it the way as it was okay. They should have, they did nothing wrong. Uh, and then when they start realizing it was really, really wrong, then it was Antifa that stormed the Capitol. Uh, yeah. You know, because they had a picture of a guy, a picture yeah. of you a mean guy. The guy with the, the guy with the, with the horns. No, though there was one standing in front of him. Apparently I haven't oh, seen, it, seen it since they had a symbol on his hand, the back of his hand. And that was, you know, it sounds like QAnon stuff. Exactly. Well, that's who the guy with the, the horns was, is QAnon. Um, you know, it, it, when you have still, well, you know, being in, 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 in IT, still picture can be uh, modified. Almost anybody can do that mm-hmm. and probably do it well. It's called it phone, can still be photoshopping. by people I, like you. But yeah. for someone like me, I might not catch it. A video, to at least to me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, a, a video is a lot harder to manipulate. And it used to be. As it is, it's we, use, we use AI now to do deep fakes. Oh, we, I didn't we know can that. Make, no. We can make uh, Barack Obama give a Donald Trump speech, and you will look at it and go, uh, he never did that, did he? Yeah. Wow. Okay. You know, I, I take that back. I have seen some AI stuff. AI like are that. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but they have videos on people's phones on every yeah. news service across the board. That's showing kind of... that it was Trump supporters that did this. Oh um, yeah, uh, there were, I believe, uh, at last last count, six uh, Republican. Oh, what's I don't know if they were congressmen or, or represent or something. Congressman. I think it were congressmen, yeah, that were in there with them, leading the charge kind of thing. Oh, yeah. There was pictures taken from, there. You guy know? from Virginia, too. Yeah. You know, it's like we had two here in Portland, Oregon that were there that were caught on camera. All these people are going to get arrested, you know, because they're idiots by posting pictures and everything on themselves. Well, I don't get that in today's world. Where, you know, cameras that's, everywhere. But that's, that's one of the things I don't get about that whole thing is i mean for, for me i agree with you that was a travesty that was a travesty against the united states of america it was insurrection and i've heard talk of what president trump did as being a high crime mm. i would completely agree with that mm. he incited them to do that now i i would question his sanity i would question his his rationality. Mm-hmm. And based on that, you could just, uh, and that that's actually one of your other questions. We'll get to that one in a minute, mm-hmm. but I, I have questioned his, his, 
sanity in the past mm. in the four year experiment. Mm. And this just corroborates the, my idea or the, the idea I have is that he is not rational. Mm. He's literally not rational. He's a reality TV star who knows how to royal up the crowd in a reality TV star show. Right. The only thing he's, I mean, he, he look at what his cabinet has been like and what his administration has been like. And it's like watching the apprentice. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. That's his big thing where look yeah. how powerful and great and wonderful yeah. I am. Cause I can fire you. Right. Yeah. Well, guess what? We all just fired you. Right. And, and I can see that he is really, really unhappy with that. Of course. Well, he's, he's, he's a child throwing a tantrum. Uh, yes. He, he, it was, he, he's, you know, he's winning, winning, winning. It's all about winning. Well, guess what? You didn't win. Yeah. And despite the fact that you try to Im implant this idea false, that it was stolen. Oh God. That one gets me, you know, and when people say, well, there, there's fraud in, in voting. Yes, there is. Absolutely. Without a doubt, it's been going on since Andrew Jackson. Yes, you know? Yeah, exactly. That um, they can't see you doing that, Greg. <laughs> I know they can't see yes. me. They can't see me holding up my two little fingers about yeah. a quarter of an inch apart. And it's true. I mean, there is there is some. Sure. Of there is. Uh, and 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 sixty now lawsuits, one of which held water uh, with with the courts, uh, and that was in Pennsylvania, where yeah. the uh, uh, I think it was the attorney general, or I think it was the attorney general that said there was some glitch. So they allowed it three more days for oh, yeah. FZ votes to come in. Counting. That was legal. But then she gave them three more days to verify who they were. And the court oh, said, yeah. can't do that. And that was 2,100 votes thrown out. Were they all for Biden or all for Trump? Or, who knows? I would say it's 50-50. Who knows? They threw them out. They threw 2,100 out. Every yeah, other okay. court case has been... And people yeah. claim that his supporters claim, well, that's because they won't hear the cases. Well, well, you don't have enough evidence for them to hear a case. Well, yeah, and show us the evidence. Well, we don't have it, but we're we allegate it. Right. The allegation is the part that gets me. An allegation in court doesn't mean anything. Flat well, out in court, an allegation is a reason to go to court, but it's not a reason to win. Well, it's like one judge sat there and says it's hearsay within hearsay. Oh my yeah. god, hearsay within hearsay. What the hell are you doing in my courtroom? Yeah. Kind of thing. It's, go away. You know, it, it's, I'm glad he finally came out and said, you know, conceded. Uh, he conceded. In, in, the, I, in the way he could, you know, because he didn't uh, already, yeah. you know, because he can't forget, the, he can't say the words he lost. You know, that's yeah. not his vocabulary. Um, unlike, you know, losing his steak company and his restaurants and his college and, his water. Yeah, the water. Yeah. I think many of his listeners or many of his supporters uh, have that water and they've been drinking it all this time. Um, so but, that's the problem. Yeah, there you go. That's that. There is your, there is your problem. <laughs> um, but on the insurrection, it's it's it was disgusting to see. Um, yeah. My, my salt in our democracy. Yeah. My opinion is that was flat out insurrection. It is grotesquely illegal. None of those people should have done that. They are not patriots and there's no. absolutely no reason to think of them as patriots. They are domestic terrorists. I also heard a little thing somewhere that said they didn't want to use the domestic terrorist uh, idea on these because they may be Trump supporters. And I'm like, 
I don't give a grip who they are. Yeah. That was domestic terrorism and they should be charged under the domestic terrorism. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, me, I'm a firm believer in, you know, my gun rights and, and I, you know, I, I'm armed and, and I, I carry a weapon. Um, and if you're coming at me and my life or the people around me is in danger, I'm going to shoot you. I don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm going to shoot you. Um, I felt for the Capitol Police because they couldn't do that. They yeah, I didn't know they couldn't. And Mace. That's what. Oh, uh, yeah. Had. Okay. You know, um, once the federal got in there and the police department, that's when you start seeing tear gas and everything else. They well, should have rubber bulleted the hell out of everybody. Yep. Pepper sprayed, rubber bullet. The everything. National Guard should have been there long beforehand. They knew this was coming. There was going to be something. They didn't know yep. how bad or how big. So why take the chance? No, well, the only thing I hope capital. is the, I hope they're ready for the 17th and the 20th because those are the those are the next two dates that are sort of floating around out on the internet as being mm-hmm. dates for the next big we we're sad. We pooped our pants and and nobody'll change them for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's a I I kept watching on the news on, on the different channels. I mean, from Fox to, to MSNBC to uh, CBS, watching all the different takes. And and all I can take away from this is y- you rat bastards. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not patriots. Uh, they, 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 the one guy with, you know, that they had the shirt on about Auschwitz. Yeah. You know, 6 million wasn't enough. Okay, that's a Trump supporter. Yeah, that's and that's, that's a dumb. Trump supporter. Now, I'm not saying by any means that Trump is a racist. I will not say that. I have, I don't know the man, so I can't personally say that Trump's a racist. He certainly does a good job of portraying it, though. And and optics say a lot. Optics, optics say a lot. Uh, and I can see where people think he is a racist, and and maybe he is. I can't personally say that right now because I don't know the man. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it appears that he has racist tendencies. Yep, that's about well, as far as I can go with that. Um, and and it's also, different than saying David Duke is a flipping racist. Yeah, that's you know, no question okay? about that one. <laughs> There's no question about that. He is a racist. Donald Trump. I can't say that. Yeah. You know, all I can say is, is he made this mess and it is a mess and it is long from over. Uh, I, I have a dear friend of mine, a uh, former coworker or the agency that says, Oh, you just wait. He's still going to win. No, how, I don't think how the, how, what? you're not going to win. He may try it's to come back over. in 2024. I don't think he's going to do that either. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't think that's going to happen. Um, uh, the question is whether he's behind bars. Yeah, and that's not going to happen either. I'm pretty sure. I really don't think that's going to happen. Either. See now, and now we see now we see the the privilege. Yep, absolutely. That some in this country have, which, uh, what do I call it? I call it uh, fomenting dissent. But what I don't understand is he's got this privilege, but none of the people that voted for him do. Why? 
um, you know, partly that, partly that's what the insurrection was. They're trying to forcibly get that privilege, but they already had it. Do you see them walking around? And, and I can tell you that, I mean, there are people that have compared it and people have poo-pooed the comparison. Mm-hmm. If it had been a bunch of BLM people marching on the Capitol, right. oh, the presence yeah, would have been very much different. Right. The gas would have already been done. There's no question. They had federal and national guard in a heartbeat like they have what, in the past. What they have? And I five, don't agree with five, either one. Yeah. What they have five deaths in this violence. one? Yeah. There, there would have been more than five deaths if it had been yeah. a BLM protest. Right. Yeah. You're probably right. And I don't agree with God knows. I do not agree with Antifa uh, whatsoever. Um, yeah. And BLM, it's hard for me to, to say, understand, because, you know, I'm an old white guy. Yeah, you know, my only, it's, my it's only problem is I understand what they're going through of feelings. I am privileged, yeah, because only, I am an old white guy. Yep. I, I, you know? What I don't get is, uh, you know, it, and I've had this conversation with myself in the car, and I do that periodically. It's why I've gone to therapists because mm. I talk. I'm to not myself. saying anything. I'm on its slide, Greg. I'm, I, it's, it's. I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> so I said, "So, Greg, do you consider yourself a racist?" And and I, I honestly have to say, well. Certainly not overt. I mm. would say where, where my racism comes in is the privilege that I have as a white guy. Mm. I went to, I went to good school. I, I paid for it, mm. but I went to a good school. I got a bachelor's degree. I went into computers. I have steadily, you know, increased my job responsibilities and and have what I consider to be a really good life. And there are a lot of people that did not have that option. Mm. And that's the that's kind of the key. Is I. I had the options. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who don't, and it's purely because, in some respects, it's purely because they're not white. They're right. not a white guy. Right. Now, I, so, I, am I racist? Mm, not. Not. I, well, I don't see, think I'm racist as much as I'm just privileged. And it's sometimes I don't. I don't think. I don't think about it enough to realize that maybe I should be a little more humble. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's racist. Yeah, that, that, I, I think Homo in, sapiens. in one form or another, yeah. everybody's a racist. One of the one of the couple of the books I've read, Homo Somewhere? sapiens, we <laughs> yeah. Homo sapiens are xenophobic. Yeah, we right. don't like anything that doesn't look like us and doesn't right. look like our tribe. Right, it's called xenophobia, not racism. Yeah, but if I my and here's my problem with the with the BLM. You say, you know, do you believe Black Lives Matter? And I and I'm like, well, yeah. But I mean, technically, you could easily say all lives matter. Right. The second you say that, you are instantly told you no longer believe Black Lives Matter, and it's right. like no, all lives matter incorporate encompasses that. It's called a right. Venn diagram, and if you look at the Venn diagram, there's a big, huge circle with a whole bunch of little circles in it. Right. So another one is Blue Lives Matter, and I I yeah. constantly tell people I hate to tell you this, but there's no such thing as a blue life. There's yeah. There's law enforcement lives. Mm-hmm. They matter. Yep. But blue yeah. lives, nobody I've seen has been born blue unless there's a serious medical problem. Right. And then you're in trouble if you're blue. Oh, wait. See, it's all getting trouble for this on your podcast. You'll get plenty of hate mail on this one. <laughs> Rick doesn't okay. believe blue lives matter. It's not. No, it's not that I don't believe blue lives matter. Right. It's that I don't believe there's anything such thing as a blue life. Right. Police lives matter, but then police again, lives matter. Yes, everybody's life matters. Period. Yes, and it doesn't make a difference whether you're you're black or white or 
blue or, or red for the fire department or, you know, green yeah, for God knows for the, what. In quotes, yellow for the Asians. And, right. You know, all this yeah. other good crap. I don't care about any of that. Yeah. Um, I you're wasn't homo raised to give a crap they, about that. Yeah, you're a homo sapiens. You're in my tribe. Yeah. You're, you're and, and okay. And that's the way it should be. Um, and I've made statements on my podcast before that, that I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican or independent or libertarian <laughs> or, or white or black or orange or pink or straight or gay or, but bi- I don't give don't a care. crap. Well, you sort of, you do sort of by me, wacko, I will like, do good by you. Good by you. You sort of care about me being a wacko, but, but well, that's a, a different bit. thing. That's not, see, that's not a, that, that, that that's, that's a description. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> Cause you really are a nut job. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting how people respond to this show this time. Yeah, let's see. It's going really to be very, the numbers. <laughs> it'll be interesting. Um, I want to get into. So uh, yeah. And the question, the question of insurrection, man, that was insurrection flat out full square. Most people, everyone associated with that should be punished. And that unfortunately, or fortunately as the case may be, includes the president, the current president of the United States. Absolutely. And it's not going to happen. And that's the same. Well, <laughs> it, it, it also, it also is some of the 147, what, uh, Congress men, Congress, mm-hmm. re- Republican congressmen who still, even after that, Mm-hmm. wanted to try and cancel the vote yeah. they're complicit too yeah what's well, funny and i i listened to um uh, lindsey graham's speech and i was floored yeah floored this came out of his mouth and i'm like oh my you couldn't do this a month ago yeah we might have avoided all, all of, of this the, crap how quickly we flip when yeah. Well, his buddy's not going to be in power anymore, and so he's got to start looking in a different direction to keep his job. Yep. On that point, let's go into the last topic uh, of the podcast because we're already into. Oh yeah. Post- yeah, we're we're getting some time here. Uh, should, in your opinion, the Twenty Fifth Amendment or impeachment be done? And before you answer, I'm going to give you my side of this. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, there's not enough time. Congress doesn't work that flipping fast with now 11 days, I believe left Um, the time it would take the cost Mm -hmm. because there is a cost related to everything that happens here uh, is not worth it. We have more things to worry about. Um, Those that say, well, we got to keep an eye on him so he doesn't push the nuclear button. It doesn't work quite that way. Number one. Uh, mm-hmm. Two, all you need is enough people around him to keep him from doing anything more stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think there's a general or a commander around that's going to say, with nothing going on in the world threatening the United States, per mm-hmm. se, is, is wars or nukes or anything else, that he's going to say, the president said we got to blow these people. I don't think anybody's going to do that. I, I right. think it's going to be that, no, no, wait a second. You know, I, at least I hope. That, that's my fervent hope. That there are enough people around saying no, you can't do that. Well, I heard there, yeah, I heard there was a kill switch. There's actually a military kill switch. Yeah, if the military kill switch thinks that it's not a rational request, mm-hmm. they can actually not follow orders. Yeah. Well, in in any way, I I just don't see this being one productive. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's just going to cause more problems down the road um 
particularly for the Biden administration, because he has nothing to do with this, but it's going to go on him. Everything yeah. is going to be on his shoulders now and his plate. So I'm not sure it's the right way to go. Is he incompetent? Yes. Yeah. Is he unhinged is, is, is a maybe a strong way of putting it. I think he has a probability of becoming very unhinged. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think we've already seen some of that in the past four years. Um, he's not going to handle this well. He's not handling it well, period. Uh, but I don't think, one, the 25th minute is going to go through. I don't think they have the vote for it. I really don't. That, that, and, that and takes... Even though he's mad at Pence and said all these things, but I don't think Pence is going to go for it anyway. Yeah. So the impeachment, you're not going to get an impeachment in 11 days. Mm-hmm. You're not. Well, you could. Well, you, you could. could. If, those, if, if those people would. would. Yeah, but you get, I think, too many Republicans job, that if, could stave know, it if off. If they would do their job, if they would do their job, and I, I guess they're afraid of the constituents. You know what? They shouldn't be. They're in that job at our request. Mm-hmm. And. If they do something that that you know makes their constituents angry and they don't win again, okay, get a day job. Yeah. So what do you uh, think of the twenty fifth and the food services industry is always looking for people for now <laughs> until the robots take over. They take over. Yeah. Then, then they'll they'll really be in deep trouble. <laughs> I don't think they can. I honestly don't think they can do the twenty fifth amendment, and part of that is because. I don't think he's got a, enough of the cabinet left to even vote on it because mm-hmm. they're all, you know, jumping out in the lifeboats and, and trying to get away from the sinking ship. Uh, and Pence, I, I, I don't know why he wouldn't. I mean, the 25th would get him out faster than mm-hmm. an impeachment. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. Again, what I will say is if Congress and the Senate would do their job an impeachment could go through before he's out of office. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about an impeachment is if you're actually impeached, especially I mean, for high crimes, if you're impeached, you can never hold another federal office. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that. Him, I would yeah. like to yeah. have that tag on Donald Trump so that he, he just can never, ever do this again. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of his, maybe one of his sons can, but I wouldn't vote for them either. Yeah. Wow. So 25th Amendment or impeachment, I I lean towards impeachment only because of the ability to keep him from holding federal office ever again. Mm-hmm. 25th Amendment just knocks him out of there because you think he's not sane right now, but he right. may say he's sane in four years. And again, if, if Congress and the Senate would do their job, if they would just say, you know what? It was an interesting experiment, but it was a bad experiment. The mm. result was terrible. We have to make sure this doesn't happen again from this particular man. It right. won't stop it from somebody else because yeah. somebody else could come along. That's just like it, just as charismatic, just as reality TV, you know, wonderful. And a bunch of people will vote for that person and we'll do this again. Mm. I just one of the funny things I say about history. You have to know about history before, or you will repeat it. Mm-hmm. But history doesn't necessarily repeat itself. It rhymes a lot. Mm-hmm. So you see things that are very similar. You can see patterns. You can see things coming. Uh, I, I, I did not know this, but there was an incident very much like what happened in our capital. Mm-hmm. 
in Germany in, I think, 1928 or something mm -hmm. like that. And the same kind of thing happened. That was where uh, Mr. Hitler went to prison for nine months and wrote mm -hmm. Mein Kampf. Mm -hmm. He tried to overthrow the government, forcibly overthrow the German government at the time mm -hmm. and was stopped. So there's a, there's a rhyme mm -hmm. from the past as to what could happen here. And I can't believe anybody in America thinks that it would be a good thing to do to the United States, mm. what Germany did several years later. I don't remember how many years. It, well, if it was 29, yeah. it would have been something like uh, 40, 39, 10 years later, Germany went totally off the rails. Right. right. We would, we would like the United States not to do that. I, I would, would prefer personally. it. Yeah. I, I would prefer it. Personally, Greg's yeah. not for that. So 25th or impeachment. I would vote for impeachment and I would ask our congressmen and congressmen, women and senators to do their job. It could go through the it could go through the the House of Representatives in a day and be okay, voted on now, and accepted. It could go through the Senate in a day. Now, let's say voted. they vote. They decide to go via impeachment, which looks like the direction they're going in from last I saw is last night. What are the ramifications Uh, you mean for Trump or for us as a country? For us as a country. Trump, I don't care about. I would hope that we would see it as an, as I say, an interesting experiment that failed. Failure is not bad. Failure is one of the only ways to learn and move forward. I agree. So the fact that it was a failure, well, you know, uh, okay. Pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, next, and move forward. Yeah, well, I, I, that's one of the things I, I make a point of saying to, to people when something happens in their lives is always move forward. Right, Don't go back. No matter what happens, always move forward. Positive and forward. Yeah, I, I, from the standpoint of his followers, there'll be a bunch of followers who will say that even that was an atrocity. They'll say the vote was stolen and mm -hmm. the impeachment was was a was a farce. Mm -hmm. Was a well, was the first impeachment was a farce. They didn't have any. I mean, there was not enough to get. They weren't going to get him. I mean, we already yeah. knew that. I don't know why they went ahead with it. That was a huge waste of time and money. But yeah, because they were not going to touch him. They weren't. It was never going to get past the Senate. Uh, I knew. Yeah, we knew that it would go through the House. It just never yeah. would go through the Senate. But see, and, then and so what's the point? He did it again. He did it. He, he, this is the thing about about Donald Trump is when he gets away with something, he'll do it. It's like, hey, it worked. Mm -hmm. I'll do it again. He did it in Georgia. He called and literally said, I need yeah. you to do me a favor. I need you to magically make seventeen hundred. 11,780 11,780 votes appear out of nowhere yeah. that is so grotesquely illegal <laughs> that's a high crime and he'll get away with it nothing's in my happen. mind and nothing happened nothing will happen because of that yep. what'll happen is because he incited an insurrection and that uh, uh, fine that's I just as good. i don't know if that's going to get him either to yeah, be honest i don't I, don't, I i think he walks away from this clean I am waiting to see if he's going to pardon himself. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I briefly read the thing that says the president can pardon anybody. 
but I don't think it's it has gone through the courts as to whether he can actually pardon himself. Yeah. I mean, he's well, talking about he's talking about pre pardons for his family. Yeah. It's and he can like, do it, and he will do it, and then what? it'll be fought in the court. I don't know what'll happen there, but I believe I he's going what to did do they it. do? What did they do, Don? Old? What did they do that mm-hmm. you have to pardon them? Well, they did they do something, something illegal? Exactly. That, we, that you know, they're you're not talking about. Well, we oh, we don't do anything. But I'm going to pardon my family. Oh, why well, would you that, pardon them? They haven't done anything. Exactly. Well, and if they accept the pardon, my understanding is, if they accept the pardon, then they accept the fact that they did something illegal to be pardoned. Right. That it's it's a it's acknowledgement. I don't know if it's tacit, but it's acknowledgement of the fact that they ha- they did something wrong mm-hmm. because they accepted the pardon. Right. Well, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to say the least. Um, it, 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 there'll be more discussions on this, I'm sure, in the, in the, in the, the months coming. You know, uh, I can just hope that they can get past it and, and let uh, uh, President-elect Biden uh, run the country. Because uh, I don't right. think he's going to do it in four years again. Um, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think he's going to run yeah. again. Um, and that's going to be because you know, like Ted Cruz is going to run in twenty twenty four. That's why he's you know sucking up to to Trump's base right now, and because he wants them to remember him when it's his turn to run again. And I don't why, think it's going to do him any good. But why would you hire somebody who will flip flop in a yeah. second to well, a people, to people a right. diametrically opposed viewpoint just because it looks like it might look bad on him? Yeah, uh, people don't I'm looking we for somebody who says, this is what I believe in. This is what I, what we're going to do. And I can say it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And it says, doesn't matter. I'm going to do it anyway. OK, but at least you've you've stood your ground. You're going to do your thing. And oh, look, it didn't work. Not voting for you. Next oh, no. Time. Yeah, and, and just, oh, well, yeah, I did this. And it's why I couldn't be a politician, you know, because I'm 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 an honest guy. And I'll tell you exactly what I think and how I think it. Uh, so that that doesn't go over well either. Uh, that's why I have this podcast because I can say and do these things and they can listen or not listen. And I don't care. I get it off my chest. So it's great. You'll have to, you have to tell me how many times I swore in here. I, I think I was pretty good. You were very good. I swore more than you did. <laughs> so, uh, and, and the one time you did was you were doing the name of the book. Oh yeah. That, oh yeah. The, the theory, a theory. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, other than that, you're good. Um, last question for you. Well, kind of sort of, uh, what, pet peeve do you have today that you want to talk about a pet peeve yeah do you remember the name of the show is politics and peeves pet peeve this is right up there with careful don't use your wife this is when somebody asked me you know do you have any regrets and i i like had to think really really hard to come up with no (laughs) everything no everything i mean do i have it's not regrets, but am I, do I think maybe I did things wrong in the past and that I could have done them better? Absolutely. Do I regret what happened? No, because it's all just a part of my path through mm-hmm. life that has made me who I am today. Only marginally unstable as opposed to completely unstable. So what's my peeve? <sighs> The my pet peeve. All right, my pet peeve is my perception of the irrationality, and I hate to say stupidity, but I'm going to have to say stupidity is the irrationality and stupidity of the American public. That you know, I just 
you know, life's not fair. Yeah. Life is not fair. You do the best you can. You look for help when you need it and you give help when you're asked, but you don't just be stupid and blind to the truth. Yeah. So that's my, my problem with QAnon is it's dumb. All those conspiracy theories. I, I read some. I read a, a long article on it last night, and it's like, it's too long, and I haven't finished it yet. But there's all these symbols that people look for, and we're following rabbit holes. Yeah. There's a game designer who made a game, and he and part of this game was, it was like real life, but they they sprinkled some. It was a wood shop, and so there were sprinklings of of wood chips on the floor mm -hmm. and the people went into the game and they're looking around they're supposed to find something that was the task was to find something and a couple of them looked and they saw that the wood chips on the floor formed an arrow that pointed at a wall and they said the secret must be behind that wall and the game designer is going no i just threw those on the floor that has absolutely but it was a symbol they made the pattern recognition they made the decision that that's what it was and they started following it. He says, it's a good thing I didn't have a crowbar in there. They tried to tear the wall down to look for something that didn't exist. Right. Well, the earth is not flat. Yeah. I hate to say this. The earth is not flat. The earth does, the, the, the sun does not revolve around the earth. And we did land on the moon. So, yeah. and the symbols you see but people do we? when they hold up this, they're holding up the fingers like this. Yeah. It's not a symbol. It doesn't mean anything except no. to the person who's doing it. Right. To me, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So that's my peeve. My okay. peeve is I think the American public is unfortunately not smart enough for me. Yeah, well, half of them. Except uh, for you, except for you, Jeff. Would think the opposite of you. Except I mean, for you, Jeff. You, you yeah. are stellar yeah. individual, right up there at the top. Uh huh. Boy, you are sucking up because I'm a lord now. Um, <laughs> uh, I have to do this, uh, Greg, because I try and sign off every show with a, a really bad dad joke. So okay. I, I picked one out um, that I, I think that you will you will understand. And um, there are three unwritten rules of life. Do you know what they are? Come um, on, Greg. You're I, the man I, with all the knowledge. I don't. I have never heard this joke before, so I don't know. Well. Do you know what the three unwritten rules, rules of life are? Be nice. Okay. How about be nice? Be positive. Uh, oh, God, number one, a... always assume positive intent. Uh -huh. Doesn't matter what anybody says or does, always assume positive intent and let them prove to you that you don't so need you're to. You're considering all this garbage you're spewing out right now okay. and the unwritten and, rules of life. Of life. Okay. Uh, Not just Greg. I only I only have one. Okay. Be, be nice. Right. Be nice and be intelligent. Well, you're wrong. Okay, what That's is it? It's not the three unwritten rules of life. No one does. They're unwritten. Come on, Greg. They're oh, unwritten for rules. For Christ's sake, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what kind of a that's a <laughs> dad joke for that's sure? That's a bad dad joke. I know. It's always oh. absolutely horrible. Oh. Um all right, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to end this show now. Uh, it's been a pleasure, Greg, to have you on. Uh, I know we've talked about doing this for a while, and, and thank you. Uh, I do appreciate it. I hope all of you out there enjoyed uh, listening to the banter between Greg and myself and uh, his thoughts, his interesting and sometimes way out there thoughts. You know, I, I'm glad he didn't tell you about one of the books he's been reading because I happen to know about it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, 
I hope you did, uh, if you have any questions, you, you give me a write. Uh, let me know. You can contact me at politicsandpeeves at gmail.com. That's politicsandpeeves at gmail.com. Or you can go to well, my website and leave me a note, uh, an email at politicsandpeeves.com. That's politicsandpeeves.com. So until the next time, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please pass around, show it to everybody, get everybody on board and listening. I would appreciate that. Uh, and until the next time, have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.